Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Welcome back and thank you. This is episode number 171 of the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says, starring S. Anthony Thomas. And I am he. I am S. Anthony Thomas. And I want to thank you guys very, very much for listening to the show. Uh, the, the numbers for the show that are regular listeners are constantly climbing i want to thank you for that and also for something that happened this week that was really really cool now the number one episode of all time for this podcast is episode number 133 far and away the most popular episode of all time it is essentially my purple rain or my thriller that's what that episode is but here's something interesting that happened last week's episode number 170 is now, because of you people, you wonderful bastards, is now the number two show of all time of this podcast. And it happened in a week. It just rocketed past every other episode except for that big one. And I don't know if it keeps going the way it's going. It may be the most popular episode that I've ever done. I don't know, but it looks like there's a good chance that that may happen thanks to you. So I want to say thank you very, very much because obviously... It's all because of you guys. And the funny thing about it is that big blast for that particular episode had legs because the people that listen to that episode the next day or later on that day or right afterwards started to listen to other episodes. So I saw all the other numbers start to start to climb up because the new people apparently like my weird ass and uh, wanted to hear the weird crap I said before and like that crap. So I want to say thank you to you guys. Much love to you all. I appreciate it. Uh, another thing, and and I hope this doesn't offend anyone. Um, one of my close relatives said to me, "I like your show, S, but I was wondering, you know, you say bastard a lot, and I I was wondering, do you think you're offending people by saying bastards?" And I just want to say, no, I don't. Why? Because I call my close friends that I love bastards, and now I call my podcast audience bastards. Why? Because I love you bastards. Now, if you the bastards don't, you bastards don't mind if I call you bastards bastards, do you? I mean, I'm a bastard. I'm one cool bastard, and you people are a bunch of cool bastards. So I hope that by me saying bastard a lot, it doesn't offend you bastards. Does it? No. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> uh, I, I, well, my, I had a relative ask me that And I, I basically said the same thing I always say I said uh, if I was working on someone else's program If I was on someone else's show I would say certain things or not say certain, certain things But this is my podcast So I will say whatever the hell I want on my podcast Because it's my podcast um, And I didn't say it in an antagonistic way I was just explaining that you know, Just like anyone else When you have a thing that's yours just like a meal. You think anyone's upset by the fact that you put an extra ketchup on that cheesesteak? Maybe they are. Maybe they're sitting at another table going, that guy put too much ketchup on his cheesesteak. But guess what? They're not eating it. I am. So I don't care. And also, like I said, I'm eating it. <laughs> so basically, uh, I had to inform them that. Uh, and also another thing also, which is pretty cool, is that um, the, some people on Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that have, have noticed uh, that I affectionately refer to my listeners as bastards. So now they have now begun using the word bastard uh, to people. And also in, you know, they've hashtag bastards on other sites when they were trying to contact me specifically. So 
feel free to do so. I refer to my 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 followers and my friends and my listeners as bastards because that's what I call people I like and care about. You bastards. <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready for episode number 171? Of course you are. Roll that theme song now. Go. Folks, I want to talk to you about something interesting. Do you know what a bug fogger is? Essentially, that's a very, very inexpensive way to fumigate a room or, or if you put one in every room to fumigate your house. It's a very effective tool to get rid of bugs. That's right. And normally, you get the foggers when you want to go whole hog and just get to destroying every bug that you can see or you can't see. Normally, you call an exterminator, but sometimes the bugs know what they're doing and they act like they're not there and they hide out and wait for the exterminator to go away and they come right back out of the, out after the exterminator leaves. Those slick bastards. That's why they're still here and that's why every time people talk about nuclear wars, they say the nuclear war will come it'll kill all the humans and the bugs will still be here those nuclear blast surviving bastards yeah i said it so one day i well, so I'm, I'm hanging out with a friend of mine i'm out of town and i'm staying at the guy's house well it's not a house it's an apartment a big apartment a new apartment it's his new place better than his old place and he says you know what man why they gave you enough they gave you they're gonna pay you to do the gig and they're gonna give you a hotel room but i found out that if i had a place to stay i get the hotel money so i got the hotel money and i gave him some of the money and i kept some of the money and i stayed at a friend's house it was in the town really close to the club i was playing because i wanted to hang out with my friend and get the hotel money so i did that yes so we're hanging out in this new place we're hanging out and we're eating. And we started to notice that every time we pulled out the grub, here come the bugs. And normally bugs just are just around. You, you, they don't even have to be there when you're doing something. They're just around. You see one crawling up the wall. You see one crawling across the table. You see one on top of something. But these bastards were slicker than regular bugs. I'm telling you, these bugs were super duper bugs. I said it. He called an exterminator. Guy shows up. I mean, it was one of those things where he didn't make an appointment. He said, I need an exterminator now. He said it was going to cost a little more. He said he didn't care. He wanted his new apartment taken care of. The exterminator comes in. He's a smug person. I'll take care of these bugs for you. <laughs> I'll only be here 20 minutes. And after that, my friend, smooth sailing. You won't see a bug because they'll be dead and he was walking around the house with the look on his face of somebody who just knew what he was doing who knew that it was over for the bucks at least that's what he thought he leaves he gets paid and we look at each other like yeah take that bugs it's over for your punk asses <laughs> that's what we thought we go out, we get some sandwiches, we come back, we put the sandwiches on the table, and the bugs are right back there. They're right back. 
These little bugs all were sitting on the table waiting to attack the sandwich, and they were all wearing hazmat suits. Now, how the hell did bugs get hazmat suits? I don't know, but they had them, those slick little multi-legged exoskeleton-having bastards. But unfortunately for them, even though they had hazmat suits, hazmat suits don't do anything to stop a quickly removed, rapidly descending shoe because we crushed them with the shoes, wiped off the table and ate our sandwiches. The war had begun. I knew I was only going to be at my friend's house for a week, but I was obliged to help him out. I couldn't, knowing that these bugs were trying to take over my friend's new abode. I could not let these suckers take over my friend's house. I, I would feel horrible if at the end of the week after doing my genius shows in that particular town, making people realize that I'm the greatest of all time. <laughs> That's a little too much. Too bad. Shut up. Making these people realize that I'm pretty damn good. I would not leave town and leave my friend to battle these bad by themselves so I was on the lookout for bugs and every time I saw a bug I crushed the bastard yeah that's right but I think it made him angry because when we put our sandwiches down the next time we got sandwiches they were more bugs and I'm telling you right now, you may not believe me, but I'm telling you, one of the bugs had a hand like it was a human hand, put up his middle finger, and one of the other bugs, I don't know how they did that, I don't know how they learned how to talk, but I'm telling you, one of them called me the N-word, and I didn't like it. Racist bugs. And they kept attacking the sandwiches. We couldn't put sandwiches down at all. As soon as we'd walk away to get like a soda from the kitchen or something, oh, we'd see them on the sandwiches, those slick bastards. I remember one time during this disgusting war of the humans versus the bugs where I came back from the kitchen after getting the soda. I didn't see that. I sat there with the sandwich on the thing on the table and I just moved back a little bit and waited for the bugs. I had a shoe in my hand and I was waiting to crush the little racist bugs with their middle fingers and N-words and they didn't come out. So I'm thinking, okay, good. It's safe. Maybe the bugs aren't around right now. I walk into his kitchen. I get a soda. I come back and what do I see? There's a bug sitting on top of my sandwich yeah that's right i didn't like it and i walked up to that sandwich and I looked down at that bug and i'm thinking damn it i'm not eating this sandwich because there's a bug on it and the bug actually looked up at me and said <laughs> loser i know what you if you really thought about it there's a whole 99.9 percent .9 of this sandwich that i didn't come into contact with you could literally just take a knife and cut off the part of the sandwich where i actually touched but you don't know what part that is for all you know i could have walked across the whole top of the sandwich for all you know i could have crawled up underneath this sandwich and got all up in the mayonnaise cleaned myself off and came back up on the top of the sandwich yeah that's right but you don't know what I did to the sandwich. And you are not going to eat this sandwich because you see me on it. You're going to throw it into the trash can. Yeah, that's going to teach me a lesson. It's not like I have a bunch of friends in the trash can waiting to devour this sandwich. <laughs> Go ahead and throw it in the trash can. Go ahead. Don't try to crush me. I was going to crawl on this little crack right here. I'll jump off your sandwich. Go throw it in the trash can. So I look at the bug and I'm looking at him like, you dirty little piece of crap. And he's going, yeah, your name calling doesn't mean anything to me. You're not even part of the same species. Shut up. So I take the sandwich and I throw it in a trash can. 
And when a, when a sandwich hits the bottom of the trash can, I don't know how this happened, but really, really faint in the distance, I could hear the song Celebration by Cool and the Gang. And I don't know how that happened. I walk back to the, the table. I sit down. The bug's still sitting there and the bug's laughing at me. And I said, didn't I? Did I hear celebration by Cool and the Gang in the trash can? And the bug says, yes, you just basically catered a party. <laughs> and then the bug got a text from the bugs in the trash can. He showed it to me on his little tiny bug phone. And it said, good job, Chip. Good job. As it turns out, those little pieces of crap, as it turns out, they sent Chip out to step on the sandwich and ruin the sandwich for me, knowing I would throw it into the trash can. Those bastards actually planned a party. And knowing they didn't have to buy their own food, they did not have to go to the Little Roach Walmart or the Little Roach Target to buy their own beverages, no. Because they had already crawled into a soda earlier and I threw the soda in the trash can. So they had already had their beverages taken care of. And they said, you know what? This dumb bastard will throw a sandwich in here if he catches one of us on it. And they sent Chip out to step on the sandwich and throw the sandwich in. And now those little bastards have food and beverages. Those bastards. And Chip jumps off the table and runs to the trash can, jumps inside. And I run to the kitchen and they go down there. And I'm about to take the trash bag and throw it out. But the sandwich and the soda were gone. And I could hear little bits of laughter coming from inside the walls. Those bastards. Ooh, you bastards. And I tell my buddy who's been there. It's his new house. And he said, what happened? I said, you know what happened? He goes, wait a minute. Did a bug named Chip jump out on top of the sandwich and make you throw the sandwich in the trash can and then you put you take your thing you take the sandwich you threw it in the trash can and you heard party in the usa by miley cyrus playing in the background i said no i actually heard celebration by cool and the gang and he said oh those must be the middle-aged roaches the new roaches like they hear miley cyrus those bastards and I said, we can't live like this, Chip. It's Friday. I'm only going to be here for Saturday. Then I got to go back to Jersey and prepare myself, do laundry, pay bills, and then go to the next town to tell jokes to drunk people. And he said, I know. I said, we got to stop this now. We got to end this fight now, Chip. Chip, we got to end this. We got to finish off these little multi-legged exoskeleton-having bastards. <sighs> I'm sorry. I get a little emotional. I don't like being taken advantage of by small insects. And that's why we go to the store and I say, you know what, man? Let's get a fogger. And he goes, a fogger? Yes, a fogger. He said, but I'm surprised that the exterminator didn't work. He's a professional. I said, yeah, I didn't want to tell you. But when the exterminator left, I saw bunches of little notes across the table. I picked it up, looked at it with a magnifying glass, and it said, Ha ha ha, nice try, you bastards signed roaches. They've been mocking us the whole time. So we wait until the store opens up. And we were looking at the clock and we know we're going to get this fogger and we're going to put an end to this right now. We're going to put an end to this crap. And the whole time we're watching the roaches come out mocking us. 
sitting on the table, sitting at the table, trying to watch television. And that roach walks across the table, stops right in the middle of the table, looked at us and said, you have great taste in sandwiches, you two leg bastards. I take my shoe. I try to hit the roach. The roach jumps off the table because roaches will do that. They'll run and jump off the edge of the table because they know they won't fall hard enough to the ground to be damaged. Those punks. Mocking us. But they don't realize we're going to have the last laugh, those little bastards. So we drive to the store. We get the fogger. <laughs> we were getting in the car. And we looked in back to the kitchen window and we saw a bunch of roaches with their middle fingers up. And I don't know if they said it, but I'm pretty sure I saw one of them mouth the N word and I don't like it. Bug named Chip is the one that started it all, that bastard. So we go to get the fogger. We come back and we put one of those foggers in each room and we see the mist coming out of the foggers and we see the bugs looking at us laughing like, ha ha, this ain't going to work. And then we begin to see them coughing. I see the first bug drop. Oh, yeah. I see Chip trying to put a mask on, but it was too late. The fog had gotten to him, and I saw Chip fall down, the one that ruined both of our sandwiches, the one that set us up and made us not be able to eat our sandwiches and tricked us out of our sandwiches and soda. I watched him fall, that's right, and I could start to cough because the fog, I, you were not supposed to be in the house when the fog is off, but I saw my adversary, that N-word calling, middle finger flipping, sandwich stealing, soda drinking, roach fall down, and I stood right over him, I got on my knees on the table, I put my face right up to him, and I said, yeah, who's an N-word now, roach, you sandwich stealing bastard, he tried to give me the middle finger, but he was too weak, <laughs> I could hear them screaming, no, no, we're sorry, I ain't want to hear it. And we walked out laughing. And we stayed away for the two hours required, and we came back. And every last one of those bugs was dead. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing we all actually did. And this is very, very important. We made a nice film. We had a camera set up so you could see the bugs die their agonizing death. And we made a recording of it. And a few months later, a bug was thinking about coming into my friend's house. And he stopped him and he said, listen, do you know Chip? And the bug said, yeah, Chip, Chip was a friend of mine. He's a real tough guy. I said, have you heard from him lately? And he goes, no. And my friend goes, good. Let me show you what happened to Chip when he came into my house. And he showed him the video of me mocking Chip as Chip died a horrible death. And the bug backed up, put his hands up like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not that serious, man. It is that serious, bug. You're not coming in here. Now tell your friends. Because if you come in here again, you're going to have to deal with me. And if you get past me, I'm going to call S. Anthony in Jersey. Who's S. Anthony? Remember the guy standing over your friend? <laughs> he would love nothing better than to take one of you out again. The bug slowly walked away from what I understand. Picked up his cell phone and said, Bugs, listen, man, stay away from this house. And he never had another bug again. Now, I know you're thinking the story is crazy and made up, but I'm telling you it's true. Every word of this story is absolutely true. That bug did call me the N-word, and that bug did 
steal our sandwiches and I taught that book a lesson. Yeah. I'm not someone to mess with. <laughs> That's right, Bugs. You don't want none of this. Segment over. Okay, guys, let me ask you a question. Do you have people around you that don't know or are horrible at picking up on signals? You know what I mean? People, some people just don't understand that the level of friendship you have with them is not where they think it is. You know, they ask for favors and it's OK to do a favor for people. But these are the kind of people that don't know when to stop. They always take it a step or two or 20 too far. And they all you do one favor for them and they just won't give up on it. You see. A normal person knows if you just got a favor for someone, you leave that person alone for a while. You don't just ask for another favor right away because that's what a-holes do. Only an a-hole would just keep stacking favors on top of favors, especially if you're not a really close friend. If we're not really close friends, I'm not asking you for a favor. We'd have to be really close. If I kind of like you, I'm still not asking you for a favor, right? Now, when you go to a person's house unannounced, you can tell by the greeting you get, what your level of friendship is, and whether you should even bother asking them for a favor. I want you to listen to this. Hey, what's going on here? You hear that? I said, hey, what's going on there? With a little extra sing-songiness and a little extra happiness and a little extra I'm glad to see you If you don't hear, hey, what's going on there? When you just abruptly show up at a person's house, they don't want you there that much. That's the, hey, what's going on there means, hey, I'm really glad you came here. This is going to be a positive experience. There's a positive expectancy to our engagement and encounter, and I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be cool. Move down and you get this, hey, that means, well, I didn't expect you to show up. You're all right. I'll deal with you right now. Don't stay too long, but I'll have a conversation with you, but don't stay too long. And then there's this, hey. And that is, what the hell are you talking to me for? Because I only like you when you're with other people. <laughs> right? Hey. If you go to somebody's house unannounced or meet them somewhere and you get, hey, they don't like you that much. They don't dislike you, but they don't really like you. And the guy I'm talking about in this case was a, hey, from me. That's the level he had gotten to. Hey. He was one of those friends that's kind of like an add-on item when you go to Amazon. You ever buy something from Amazon or look up something on Amazon when you're just messing around on the website to see what's available and you see something like for $2, you can get those little nozzle caps that you put on your car tires that to protect the air hose. They cost about 2 bucks, but you don't want to spend eight ninety-nine to have that shipped to you. So you're going, I don't want that right now. And maybe you put it on your wish list and maybe you don't. But if you're buying a bunch of other crap, you go, wait a second, caps, caps for the plug air plugs on the tires. I'll get them because I've already ordered enough to make everything I'm going to buy free shipping. So I might as well add those on. And that's what this guy was. 
I would never go and hang out with this guy, but he was pleasant enough when there were all other people around, other people to kind of buffer his annoyingness because then I only got to spend two, oh, not got, got to, had to spend two minutes with him or we talked to in a commercial at a UFC fight or something like that. He was cool in short bursts, but he was not a, hey, what's going on there? He was merely a, hey. But Mr. Hey showed up at my house unannounced. Oh, no. No, 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 no. We're not there yet, buddy. And we, he engages me in conversation. I would have seen him outside and I would not have walked out to talk to him. I might have walked back from the window and kind of turned the television down. Because in long stretches, the man's annoying. And that's the truth. But he caught me outside with my headphones on and with my thing in my pocket, listening to some music, mowing the lawn. And to show you how annoying a person he was, if I see a friend of mine, if I'm driving down the street and I see a friend of mine, somebody I like, somebody who gives me, hey, what's going on there? When I show up and someone I give, hey, what's going on there? When I show up at his house, we are a mutual, hey, what's going on there? Level of a friendship. If I saw him mowing the lawn, I would let him mow the lawn and call him later. Why? Because he's doing something right now. And also because I know myself well enough to know that if I actually walked over there and started talking to him and saw the amount of work he was going to have to do mowing his lawn, I would actually help him. And I didn't want to do that right now. So I will just peel out so he didn't see me call him on, call him later on. Hey, buddy, what's going on? I was going to go to your house, but I had something else to do. Hey, yeah, I was mowing the lawn today. Where are you now? You were mowing the lawn? I did not know that I definitely didn't drive faster past your house so I didn't have to help you. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Back to the story. So this jackass comes over to my house. You know, Mr. Hey. And we're talking and I don't want to talk to the guy. I want to finish mowing the lawn. I want to finish this because it's going to take me two hours. And if I have to talk to this chump for a half an hour, he's not going to help. But now I'm going to have to, it's going to be delayed by a half an hour. So now a two hour job is now a two and a half hour job because I got to talk to this jump who won't take a hint and stop talking and let me finish. So we're talking for 15 to 20 minutes and I want to choke him. And he goes, hey, S, you got any cold water? And I'm thinking, ha ha ha, if I get this jackass this cold water, his punk ass will take the cold water. He'll say thanks. He'll get in his car and he'll walk away. Here's the water. Oh, God, he's taking his hat off. He's sitting down on the step and beginning another dumbass story. Oh, no. Now, if he, you figure after that encounter, he would figure out if one, he just got this. Hey. And he has a link. He had to have seen a look on my face like, dude, drink the water and get the hell out of here. But he didn't. And he sat there and bored me for 45 minutes before his punk ass left. So now all of a sudden, the beginning of mowing the lawn and the end of mowing the lawn were two minutes, two hours and 45 minutes apart. Because this punk ass didn't know how to get the hell out of Dodge and leave a brother alone to do something. And that's why he's a, hey, and not a, hey, what's going on there? And he'll never be a, hey, what's going on there? And he'll always be a, hey. But that's not the point. That was bad enough. But do you know what this a-hole did the next day? Showed up again, knocked on the door. I had to stop what I was doing, go downstairs, get the door, and he's standing there. And I'm thinking, what in the blue hell does this chump want? 
He is now taking liberties. I opened the door. He said, hey, yes. And I said, hey. He says, I was just driving by, man. And uh, so wanted to say hello. And I'm thinking, yeah, what do you think happened in the last 22 hours since I saw you? That's so important. You got to bug me again. But I'm a polite person and did not say that. I went, eh, you know how it is. And then he kind of body languaged himself into the house. You know, a person just kind of angles their body and just kind of walks in their house, even though you never invited them in. Making me wish I had a dog that bit people who were a-holes, but I don't, but I'm going to buy one, damn it. I was hoping I could get one of his socks. And then I'm going to go to the dog, and when the dog's feeling upset, I want to wave the, the thing into his face and make him get angry at that scent. So when that bastard comes over, the dog bites the crap out of him. Okay, I'm not going to do that, but you get the point. And he comes and he walks up the steps. He sits down and turns on the television. Oh, I want to stab this guy so bad. And he hey, you got any cold water, ass? And I give him the water. And he bores me in my house for 45 minutes. And he keeps doing this day after day. He did this for, for a whole month. 20 cold bottles of water. Almost to the point where I wanted to say, hey, I don't have any more water. But if I say that... He's the kind of cat that doesn't pick up on a message. He'd be at my house and I'd have to hide my water in my house from this a-hole because he doesn't know how to take a message. I did him one favor. I got him a glass of a thing of water and you figured that nice gesture would be enough. But no, he keeps coming back and sucking down my water to punk. And I always hated it when somebody's in your house and they're doing something all around you, like maybe your neighbor is doing something. You have to tell the neighbor you don't have a lawnmower when now you can't mow your lawn because he'll see the lawnmower and then he'll start asking again. Or if you have a house guest and you have to act like, oh, no, I don't have any more cereal because that person eats too much damn cereal and you got to hide your cereal. All you're doing now is making it bad for yourself. You're putting yourself in a prison. Oh, no, we don't have any more of those. Of course you do but now you can't use them now you can't eat it now you can't mow it because you have to hide it from these bastards and i'm thinking oh geez i i can't be rude to this guy i just am not a rude person i want to pimp slap this punk but i don't want to do it and i don't want to because in the back of my mind i'm thinking i know what i'm gonna do the next time he because he came at the same time of day what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna be out of the house at that time of the day come back and maybe he'll get the message how <laughs> wrong he was sitting there waiting for me and the first thing he said was hey i've been out here for a while i was wanted to talk to you you got any cold water so now i was at a house spending money i didn't want to spend doing things i didn't want to do because the bastard was coming over and he didn't take the hint and that also meant i couldn't hide in the house and act like i wasn't there because then i'd have to put my car someplace else and stay in the damn house and it'll be one of those things where he's outside of my house staking it out like it's a freaking drug crime or some crap and i'm hiding in the house like a freaking animal maybe i'll go out the back door and get my car wait a second i can't do that because he may come around the back and then they'd have to explain to him where my car is and then he'd want to give me a ride to my car and all of a sudden i'd owe that bastard a favor and he's already doing too much stuff now when he owes me favors damn it And I felt so guilty because now I want to choke slam this guy like a WWE wrestler.
But then it happened. He went so far that even a nice guy like me was ready to kick him in his ass. He actually, on his trips to my house, started to come by with friends of his as they were going someplace else. And he expected me to give a water to him and his friends. Not even the same friends, different friends. Every time he went someplace with another person, another friend of his, they both would come by my house and expect me to have a cold bottle of water from for him like I'm standing next to a damn, like they running a marathon and I'm one of those nice people that hands out the cups of Gatorade. And I'm sitting there going, it's bad enough I had to give up 20 bottles of water a month. I'm not giving up 40 bottles of water a month, especially since I don't like this guy and I don't even know the chumps you're bringing by. What am I supposed to do? I can't say, oh, I don't have any more water because then it becomes like I just explained a few moments ago in the story. It becomes me having to alter my behavior. All of a sudden, I realize I'm a water hoe and he's a water pimp and he's bringing people to take what's my. All right. Yo, S, this is your water pimp. Now, don't talk, bitch. I'm talking. You keep your mouth shut, bitch. Now, I got some friends here who need a drink of water and bitch, you going to give them the water. But I don't want to give them the water. I ain't asking what you want, bitch. Did you buy the water? I bought the water. Then shut your mouth. Sit down. All right, come in here, man. He going to give you the water you need. And I'm going to watch him get it for you. And I'm going to watch him watch you drink it. Because he going to give you the water. I don't give him the water. I don't even know him. I don't care if you know him. You know, I'm going to make me smack you in the mouth, damn it. Now go get that water. I don't believe this is such bullshit. Shut up. Hand him the water, bitch. Yeah, that's right. Look at him drinking it. He gonna drink it real slow right in front of you. What you gonna do about it? You ain't gonna do nothing but sit there and like it. That's right. But that's what I felt like. Now, I'm not trying to belittle uh, domestic violence or anything like that. But that's what I felt like to a much lesser extent. Like I was being used for my water. Like I'm being used like I'm nothing but something that gets water for people I don't like and people I don't know. And I wasn't having it. So he comes by. With a, another friend talking about, can we get a water to drink and a water to go? And I'm thinking, I'm about to stab this guy. And I said, okay, let's see. And I took out a piece of paper and I started doing some ciphering. And he goes, what are you doing? I said, well, buddy, even though water's not expensive, it's not necessarily cheap. Definitely not at the volume that you keep coming by and drinking it. So I've now have a tab for you buddy and I turned the paper around and showed him how many waters he had taken how many it costs and the fact that I only wanted to give him the one in the beginning and I added up all the ones that came after the original one and I said this is how much I spent on the water that you have pushed down your throat and your friend's throat chump and you ain't getting any more water until I get this bill paid punk that's a lot of money. I mean, it's not an insurmountable amount of money, but I mean, so, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean I, 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 you thought the water was free? And that's when I realized I was like the hooker that decided I wasn't taking it anymore. You, you may have been a pimp then, but now your water hoe has decided to break free. Yeah. 
I raised my hand up as if I was going to whole slap the pimp and he backed up and I said you better have my money bitch I said that to him <laughs> yeah that's right and I said I know all your friends and ain't none of them gonna talk to you again cause I called all of our friends and I found that you come to my house for water you go to this other guy's house for sandwiches you use a bathroom at this other guy's house you borrow money from another guy I don't even know if you have a job punk all you do is take stuff from everybody around you. Well, I'm going to tell you something right now. I may be your former water hoe. He may be your former sandwich hoe. He may be your order. Can I heat your old? Can I have $5 right now, hoe? He may be, can I use your bathroom, mess it up, and then walk out and leave you to clean it, oh? But I'm telling you right now, I am no longer your water hoe, damn it. Now get out. And he slowly walked out backwards because he thought I was going to kick his ass. And I was going to kick his ass. Yeah, that's right. And he came back the next day and gave me the money. And then I stabbed him. Okay, I did not stab him. <laughs> okay, I embellished that story a little bit. Okay, so what? That's what I do. Shut up. You want to know what really happened? All of this stuff actually happened. You know, except for the, you know, the part about me adding up the money. What I actually did was go, I actually said to him, said, dude, you come here every day for water. Buy some damn water. It's not free, chump. All right. I'm not saying I'm, I'm not a rich guy. I'm just a regular nine to five guy like you. And all of a sudden you've turned into a bill. All of a sudden I look every time you come by, I, I literally have to add up my bills and add, put your name on the ledger and talk about how much water you come by and drink. Not a problem. I didn't mind giving you that first glass of water. I didn't mind giving you the, well, not glass of water, but the 24 ounce bottle of water. But all of a sudden you turned it into this big thing. No, it's your punk ass. You are not coming here and getting any more water. You are, of course, welcome to come by during the UFC fights. But I'm going to watch you, man. Because you've been in this house too much, you know where all my damn water is, and I'm going to be watching you. And when you leave the house, I'm patting you down just in case you try to walk out with some damn water. And I actually said that part. <laughs> he said, oh, I'm sorry, man, I didn't even think about it that way. I said, not a problem. But the next time I see your punk ass come anywhere near my spot, there better be a whole bunch of our other friends there. Because quite frankly, you are still a, hey. I mean, wouldn't you like to move up to, hey, what's going on here? Wouldn't you like to move up to that? You know, I really would. But the only way you're going to do that is by being the kind of friend that deserves a, Hey, what's going on there? And right now you don't. Yeah, that's right. So that's my message, people. Don't be a big pain in the ass to people and begging them for crap and turning favors into something that people have to do every day stop trying to take advantage of people damn it because you want everybody around you you want everybody you know to put you into hey what's going on there you want to be that you don't want to be a hey and i don't have anybody around me where i am not a hey what's going on there and i now have no one that comes to my house that isn't a, hey what's going on there it's all mutual hey what's going on there type relationships and isn't that what you want it's what i want and that's what i want for you you bastards segment over okay guys let me let me let me let me talk to you about this for a second i mean Everybody knows that human beings are individual beings, even though we're uh, an animal that is social, we know and we, we like to fit in at some level. Sorry about these rustling sounds of my dance. Sorry about that. And you know what? This, this will tell you how real I am. 
I'm not even going to I'm not even going to edit out what you just heard and I'm not going to restart this segment and do it again. That was me with my headphones almost falling off and I'm about to sneeze. I think this is one of those weird feelings where I feel like I'm going to sneeze, but nothing's happening. You know, and I hope I don't I don't want to sneeze in the middle of me talking. Okay, there it goes. I, that, oh God, I can't stand that. That's one of those annoying feelings you get. You know, you're almost about to sneeze. You think you're going to sneeze. You start making the face as if you're going to sneeze and then nothing happens. And then the people are looking at you like, are you all right? Are you having like a Bell's palsy type thing going on? And then you're going, no, I was about to sneeze. And they go, oh, that's the I'm almost going to sneeze face. And then they realize what just happened. (laughs) Look up digress and you'll know what you And If you look it up, it'll be a picture of me saying all the stuff I just said. Anyway. But what I wanted to talk to you about is the fact that there are feelings that we all have universally that we know are horrible and feel bad and there's really nothing you can do about it and it kind of sucks. You know, you ever felt guilty for something? Even if you didn't, even if it's a situation where it was beyond your control what happened, you feel guilty anyway. You know, you spill something on somebody. The person can go, hey man, it's not a problem. It was a wax floor. It's not a big deal. Uh, let, me, I'll, let me pay for the dry cleaning. No, dude, it's okay. I'm on my way home anyway. And you still feel bad. You feel horrible. You know, if you say something you shouldn't have said, you feel horrible. Somebody overhears you saying something, you feel like crap. I remember I did something as a young man. I was like, I think I was 18 or 19. This will show you how bad I felt. I still remember the crap. I was 18 or 19 years old and I was dating a, a girl who was about 25. Okay, let's keep it real. I was nailing a girl that was 25. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the man. Anyway, <laughs> so she was about 25 years old, and I, I she took me into a bar, and I don't drink at all. So she feels free to drink and drink and drink and drink. And I'm obviously the guy she's with, and she started, and this, this is one of the things that kind of took, that pretty much made me go, I don't want to be in this relationship, pretty much. I mean, I, it lasted another six months because... She was 25, extremely hot. I was 18 and I wanted to have more sex with her. But that's, that's a different story from a different day. But for the record, I was 18 years old having sex with a hot 25-year-old. Just wanted to point that out. <laughs> Mom, I know you're going to be probably be hearing this. Or Dad, you're probably going to be hearing this. Or uncles and aunts, you're probably going to be hearing this. I pretend you didn't hear that part. Wait a minute, I'm a grown man now. You heard it. You, you just nothing you can do about it. How about that? Anyway, so... So and so she's acting obnoxious and stupid and rude and dopey. And I'm basically like hovering around her trying to figure out how to get her out of this place so I can take her back where she's going to go in the cab and then, you know, put her to bed, make sure she's cool and then go home and then go back when she's sober and jump on top of her because <laughs> I was having sex with a 25 year old when I was 18. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> so she's acting like a complete ass. And uh, I go to the bathroom. She's basically one of those moments, you know, when when you're with a drunk person who's obnoxious and being rude and stupid, there are eyes in the drunk storm. You know, there are moments where they seem lucid and they seem reasonable. And you know those moments are going to last about 10 to 15 minutes. And then they're going to explode into being an idiot again. So she was one of those 10-minute eye-in-the-drunk-storm type people. So she started to be normal. And I looked at my watch and I figured I got about eight more minutes. Plenty of time to go to the bathroom and come back and get her before she starts being an a-hole again. (laughs) 
all plans don't worry work the way you want them to because there was a line in the men's room because some of the ladies went into the men's room which means nobody was getting to go to the man's room which means by the time i got into the men's room peed and came back out here comes the sneeze hold on <laughs> see i told you the damn thing was coming by the time i come out of the bathroom it's been about 14 minutes and that means the drunk storm was back the eye of the drunk storm had passed over the town and now it was time for more wreckage even though you thought the storm was over because you're not used to the drunk storm but i knew the drunk storm and i knew it was coming i could see her acting up and being obnoxious and stupid from across the bar i begin heading toward her and someone says to me look at that girl over there i mean as hot as she is her acting like that would just turn me off i don't know what guy's with her but he must be a real chump i mean what kind of guy i mean i know she's beautiful but what kind of guy would want to put up with that crap what kind of loser would want to put up with that crap and the guy standing next to me and who am i the loser who was putting up with that crap and I wanted to say to him, hey, dude, I'm only 18 and I'm having sex with that hot 25 year old. I mean, not tonight because she's drunk and I don't get it on with drunk women. But tomorrow afternoon, I'm going to be jumping on top of her because she's hot. And I'm well, I just wanted you to. I didn't say that because I was embarrassed by her behavior. And the guy was standing there looking at me and he just called the person who was with her a loser. And if I walked over, he'd immediately point to me and go, there's the loser with the drunk hot chick. <laughs> So I completely disavowed her. I, uh, yeah, that guy must be a real chump. What a loser. <laughs> I'd never put up with that. And I walked a long way around, snuck around the bar, motioned to her to come to me, and I dragged her out of the bar. She didn't know I completely acted like I didn't know her. She didn't know I missioned impossible my ass around the back of the bar to get a drunk, obnoxious ass out of there. She didn't need to know that. And I felt so guilty that I actually denied knowing her to save face. I was so guilty. I felt so bad and horrible and just, oh. You know, every time I saw her, I was like, oh, I can't believe I acted like I didn't know her. And I felt so guilty. Oh, didn't stop me from getting it on with her for the next seven months. But I did feel bad about that because <laughs> she was 18. I was 18. She was 25, super hot. And I nailed her for seven months. Just wanted y'all to know that. Anyway, but what I'm saying is it feels horrible to feel guilty. And another one of those feelings that's absolutely horrible is jealousy. You ever just felt jealous? You see that somebody you're interested in or somebody you're with, and it's obvious that they're attracted to somebody else. You don't even think logically that, of course, you've been with her, and it's obvious that you've been attracted to somebody else. And inside your brain, you're going, that person is very attractive. But so what? I got her. You know that in your mind, but all she can see is you looking at the lady. You're trying your best not to have that good Lord that looks good look on your face. You're trying hard, but she knows you so well because you always, because she knows that face because she sees that face when she's in her Victoria's Secret drawers and you're about to get it on with her. She knows the, oh my God, that looks good face because she usually is the one generating it and you're trying to hide it and she's looking at you like, you bastard, I know what you're doing and just like that with her, you know the her man that looks good face i know that face she's have that face when i take my pants off but now you had that face for this bastard now she's not going to act on it she loves you she's not going to act on it but you don't even like that 
and you feel horrible. It kind of ruins your evening. She comes over to you after the evening and you know she was flirting, not like harmlessly flirting. She wasn't trying to be obnoxious. She even blew the guy off. She even got rid of the guy, but you could tell she thought he was cute, okay? You know that. You know what she thinks is cute. The guy looked kind of like you. Bastard. But you're jealous and it feels horrible. You in the back of your mind, you got that awful feeling of another guy touching your woman, taking your woman away. Or even the thought of your woman wanting to be with another guy, even if she doesn't go with the other guy, you don't want her having those feelings. And she doesn't want you having those feelings. Jealousy feels horrible. I remember one time I had a fight with my girlfriend and I knew there was another guy she thought was cute. And we were having a rough time and I couldn't even concentrate at work. Now, I knew intellectually she would never step off of the other dude, but because we were having a tough time, I felt insecure and I had I felt like I had eight gallons of water in my stomach. I couldn't function properly. It was a horrible feeling and it sucked. But one of the things that's horrible about those feelings also is when people weaponize those feelings. There are people that will literally try to make you jealous on purpose. You know how painful and annoying and sick jealousy makes you feel? You know how it made you feel if you've ever been jealous and now you're intentionally making another person feel like that? You're going to say, no, no, I remember that time when I thought that this, my significant other was going to do this, that, and the other, and I felt I was, felt sick. I couldn't hold down my food. I, I couldn't sleep. I felt horrible. I wanted to die. I couldn't. And then you go, wait a second. But they're not paying enough attention to me for the past two days, so I'm going to intentionally make them feel that. <laughs> that's a great idea right no it's not a great idea you sick bastard it's like when you make when you feel guilty oh i feel so bad i feel guilty oh oh man i can't believe i said that. i can't believe i did that. Uh, and it's almost as bad as jealousy when you feel guilty but some people will make you feel guilty on purpose i'm gonna make them feel guilty because of that. and you know how it feels to feel guilty why would you do that you wouldn't do why you wouldn't do that with other illness. You wouldn't do that with an illness, right? Right? You're hurting people on purpose. You would never go, I'm really upset with that person. I told my son not to jump his bike over those trash cans. I told him to do that. He's been very lucky. He's actually a very good bike rider. But I don't want him to make a mistake and break his leg. I guess the only way to let him know that this is a bad idea is for me to fix the brakes on his bike so he can't stop. Here he goes jumping. He, oh, he's trying to use the brakes. <laughs> nice try, kid. I disabled him. Ah, blah, blah. My dad's, my dad's, my leg's broken. Oh, no. Oh, you were right, Dad. I shouldn't have jumped those cans. Oh, that's a shame, son. Oh, before we go, I'm going to make sure I take a look at the bike and erase all traces of my sabotage. Huh? What? Who said that? <laughs> you wouldn't do that because that's mean. Yes, you would have gotten your point across, but... The boy would be afraid to ride a bike ever, ever again because you sabotaged his bike. But you wouldn't want to do that, would you? You'd never do that, right? Right? Like, say you say, say for somebody, you know, that food is really not that healthy for you. You shouldn't eat that. You wouldn't put some friggin', you wouldn't slightly poison the food and make him sick, would you? You wouldn't do that. Right? That would be wrong. You're not the kind of people that would ever do that. That would be horrible. 
But if you really think about it, when we try to make somebody jealous, we try to make somebody feel guilty on purpose, we're essentially trying to hurt them. And why would you want to hurt somebody? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, I bet this hurts real good. I bet you're probably sitting there thinking I'm banging the secretary. <laughs> I bet she'll come home from work faster now. He didn't really make me late for work, but I'm going to act like he made me late for work. And he's going to feel guilty, so guilty that he'll never do anything that even comes close to making me late for work. <laughs> I mean, that's almost as bad as when you want something bad to happen to somebody. Like, say in, say in traffic. I remember... Um, it was people that were running red lights and they were running red lights in front of me. And this guy almost ran into me and he looked at me like I did something and he peeled off making the faces and cursing. And he was the one that ran, they ran the stop sign. I didn't, I stopped, looked both ways and went, I, I'm, a, I'm enough of a nerd that I'll actually do that at stop signs. And I purposely do that to give people a chance to, if they do something stupid, not kill me. Right. So I did this and, and then I go to the next block, it happens again and it happens again. And I'm like I said, I'm not the kind of person that wants to wish bad things for, to happen to people. But I really wished bad things to happen to this particular guy. I didn't want him to actually have an accident. I only wanted him to have a yah. Right? I, I'm, the most I've ever wanted for somebody, I've only wanted people to have a yah. And you're probably going, what the hell is a yah? A yah is this, yah! You ever been in your car and someone comes within like a foot or two or smashed into you at a high rate of speed and you look at him and you're like, yeah, I want him to have a yeah. Like I said, I don't want him to actually get hurt. I don't want his car to get damaged. I don't want that, but I want him to have a yeah. Because a yeah is enough to stop most people from doing whatever they were doing that was stupid in the first place. Right. That's what people do. That's what people do. And when they do the um, when they do the jealousy thing, when they do the make you feel guilty thing, that's essentially the equivalent of a yeah. Right. They're not your, your, your partner's not paying enough attention to you or something like that. And then you all of a sudden you, you show up a little bit late for work. You're being a little suspicious you do, and you're not really doing anything, but you want them to make you think, make them jealous. You want them to go. Yeah, I might lose my spouse. Yeah. Right. Say for the sake of argument, somebody is doing something that could potentially cause harm to you, make you late for work, make you miss out on something, and somehow, someway, you're still able to pull it off, but you want to stop that behavior, and you decide, I'm going to make him feel guilty. Basically, that's a yeah. Yeah! I almost messed up his job. Yeah! I almost got him fired. Well, he didn't almost get you fired, but the behavior could have potentially gotten you fired at some point in the future. It's really weird how that is. And I feel kind of like a hypocrite because, like I said, I've never intentionally tried to make anyone jealous. I've never intentionally tried to make someone feel guilty. I really haven't. But I wanted that person that all, that that ran that stop sign and almost ran into me. I wanted that person to have a yah so badly. Oh, I want that person to have a yah, and I want it to be a big yah, you know. And I know that's a little mean of me. I mean, I want I want that I want that guy to run a stop sign and have like a tractor trailer almost smash into his car. I want it to stop well before it even comes close. But I want him to know it's not a good idea to run stop signs, jackass, because you could run over some children. You could run in somebody else's car. I want that bastard to have a yah. Because that's life or death right there. But being a douchebag to your spouse or being making your friend feel guilty for no reason, that's an a-hole move. And we should not do that. Well, maybe you shouldn't do that. I think that I should be able to do that because I'm special.
<laughs> Don't judge me, you bastards. But that's true, though. I mean, when people weaponize jealousy, they weaponize guilt. It's a horrible thing. And I don't like it. So if you're doing it, cut that crap out. Unless the person really deserves it, then go ahead and do that shit. You know what I mean? I mean, come on. Sometimes people deserve to be made jealous. Sometimes people deserve to be made to feel guilty. Sometimes people deserve a good big old fashioned yeah. Yeah, I said it. I take everything back I said in this segment. I started thinking about some people in my past. I had a girlfriend that treated me like crap. I should have made that chick jealous. I should have done it. And I had a friend of mine that was being a complete a-hole and almost me- I almost missed out on being on the cover of this newspaper one time. I was going to be on the cover of, a, of, of the weekend section of the newspaper. would have sold a lot of tickets for me. And I, oh, I came within about two minutes of the reporter leaving because of some jackass friend of mine. And then I, he says, hey, you made it on the paper. See, what were you complaining about? And I'm going, yeah, I made it on that because I had to speed on my way to the place. I almost got a ticket, you bastard. Well, I wouldn't have gotten a ticket if you showed up like you said you were and brought my car back and I loaned it to you and i'm gonna make you feel guilty you bastard yeah i said it i'm a hypocrite in this segment i just realized i should have made that lady that i was dating jealous for being annoying and treating me like crap and not appreciating my incredibleness and i should have made my punk ass friend feel guilty because he almost messed up my money that bastard and that person that I almost ran into me i should have got out of my car and slapped the crap out of him but he had four friends with him and they were all about six five, so I let it slide. <laughs> Cause I'm not stupid. <laughs> but in all seriousness, don't play around with jealousy and don't play around with guilt. Don't do that crap. It's not cool. But it's okay to wish for a yah for people in traffic. That is okay to do, damn it. Yeah, I said it. Segment over. Okay, guys, I'm going to answer a viewer, viewer, a listener email. Now, do me a favor. If you, uh, the email address is uh, the S. Anthony says podcast at gmail.com. And if you ask me questions about a story in, um, in one of the podcasts, do me a favor. Tell me what the episode number is, because then I'll go back and listen to it again. So I can tell you, I can answer your questions, because sometimes once I tell the story, I kind of forget about it and go on to the next thing because that, that's how I am. I, I'll do one episode, immediately forget all of that crap and begin working on the next one. That's how my brain works because I, I, I tend to move forward and not look back. So if you have a question about something or you want to ask me about something in, a, in an episode, please tell me what number it is because I'll go back and listen to it because it, it will refresh my memory about the story. Um, but this one I remember, and it was it was it was an episode that I did. I think it was I can't remember exactly which one it was, but it was one it was one about uh, me and an, and I was a big fat guy, and it was another comic I was working with was a big fat guy, and we both ate pizzas and all that kind of crap, and I stomped on some cupcakes to make sure that we wouldn't eat them. And yes, that's true. But but the funny thing about it was I had actually had that battle myself. You know, this is this is before that particular incident, but. I remember the thing that the, the things I used to do to hide the fact that I was eating so much crap. I didn't want people to know what I was actually eating. You know, and how do you, I only see him eating salads? How's he getting heavy? And 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 what they didn't realize was, was I was doing so much Mission Impossible CIA KGB crap to hide the fact that I was eating stuff. You know, I would I would like I'll be on I'm on my way to pick up. I have to make one stop at the gas station. Yeah, the gas station. My ass. The gas station. Last time I checked. 
McDonald's doesn't sell gas. And they definitely don't sell, you know, unless they give you gas when you buy two Whoppers and a gigantic soda for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Or if you decide that you need to have three Sundays or something like that. I was eating all sorts of crap. You know what I'm saying? And the thing that, and there were two incidents. Because like I said, when you when I was out there doing that kind of stuff or buying a slice of pizza and sitting on the side of the road eating it so no one would know I was having it. That's one thing. But, but, and, but the funny thing about it is I didn't, I was not able to shame myself and to stop doing it or, or it didn't that never really embarrassed me because it didn't really involve anyone else it was just me in the car or me hiding someplace but there were two incidences that did actually resonate with me and they happened one night and the next afternoon and that was the day I went I can't do this anymore I wanted to eat a pizza I had I had eaten way too much that day I was way too heavy and I wanted a pizza and I didn't want anyone to know that I was eating the pizza because I had just gone through this whole thing about I'm eating salads and working out. And I was eating salads and working out and also eating lots of McDonald's and shit during the course of the day that I shouldn't have been eating. And now my greedy ass wanted a pizza, not a full pizza, a small pizza. OK, now usually a small pizza is enough for two people. OK, but guess what? <laughs> I wanted it for me. And I didn't want to hear anybody's crap if I purchased it. So what I did was I walked upstairs and I turned, I snuck around and turned all the phones to mute except for mine. And then I turned mine to mute and just kind of held it in my hand and looked at it because when you would call, it would light up. And I, I called the pizza place and ordered, a, I don't even remember, it was so long ago, I ordered that pizza for me and uh, ordered a soda for me. And the pizza comes, I sneak it downstairs, I put it down, I put the soda downstairs, I ease back around and turn all the phones back to the regular volume. Think about that for a second. Setting an alarm, because I set an alarm to wake myself. I literally went to bed early to try to trick people, set the alarms knowing that they'd all be asleep, and it was my last chance to make an order from the pizza place. I knew when the last order had to come in and I made it the point that I was awake 15 minutes before that called the pizza place, got the pizza delivered. <laughs> like I said, this is like mission impossible crap just to get a pizza and soda. And then I ate the pizza, all of it, which was enough for two people and drank the soda, which was a two liter drank it all one sitting me. That's it. And there was something inside me that went, oh, dude, did you just mission impossible through your whole house and sneak and order a pizza, eat the whole damn thing yourself and pour soda down your throat? This is ridiculous. And that was the that was it was kind of like one of those the straw that breaks the camel's back type thing. This was not the final straw. The final straw would not happen until the next late morning. There's another morning I'm going and I eat way too much at McDonald's and I drive by a supermarket and I see that they're having sales on baked goods. And I go in and I get some cupcakes, chocolate cupcakes, really nice chocolate cupcakes, way more than you should eat. And I figured I'll have these. This is like a week's worth of cupcakes. So that's cool. I'll eat. I'll have them. And then I ate way more than I should have. So much so that I felt really, really stuffed and full. But something in my brain said, they taste good. I don't care if you're stuffed. Eat some more. And I'm thinking, wait a second. Last night you ate this pizza, which was enough for two people. You shoved it down your throat. You ate. You drank this big soda. You went to McDonald's and ordered too much stuff. You ordered too much stuff for breakfast. And then now you get these damn cupcakes. You're already plotting out what you're going to sneak and buy for lunch and tell everybody you're having a salad. And you ate these cupcakes and you shouldn't have eaten these cupcakes. What's wrong? Why did you eat these cupcakes? 
So I wrap the, I take the cupcakes, I put them in a plastic bag, I tie the plastic bag up, and I throw them into the trash can. And much like that story before, it was a new trash can. It was a new trash bag. There was nothing in the trash can, like, you know, at the time, people weren't recycling as much. So there were like bottles and soda bottles and stuff like that. And it was about, it was cold outside. It's maybe 38, 40 degrees. And I, and in my mind, the cupcakes were gone. And then a couple hours goes by and I'm like, you know, those were some good cupcakes. And I don't feel like going back to the store to buy more because that's like 20 minutes away. Huh. But I know the bacteria starts growing on food at around 40 degrees. So if it was warm outside, then I would have to worry about a bacterial, you know, bacterial explosion on the food. But it's so cold outside that the bacteria really couldn't grow. And it's essentially the same thing as being in a refrigerator. I mean, it's it's. 35 36 degrees outside there's no bacteria on there there's no food in the trash can only thing in a trash can is some soda bottles you know and it's not like the people that put the soda bottles out there were contaminated these are my friends and family so you know it's not a big deal you know huh hmm so technically you know and 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 and, and they were in a container they were in a container and i wrapped them up in a plastic bag and threw them so nothing actually touched the cupcakes huh so I opened the back door and I stood there and I looked at the trash can for about 30 seconds. And I looked around to see if anybody was watching. And then I took the lid off the trash can. I looked down and they were sitting right there. They hadn't even fallen all the way down. They were just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Reached in, pulled the bag out. Bag wasn't sticky. In fact, nothing had touched the bag. The bag was actually pretty clean. It was just as if I had just put it out there a second. It was almost as if it was the same condition that if I had not put it out there in the first place. And I untied the bag and took the tray out. And it was the enclosed tray with the cupcakes in them. And they looked the same way they looked when I bought them at the store. Yep. So, you know. I mean, this is basically the same as putting them in the refrigerator, right? I mean, it's cold outside. There's no real garbage in there. Nothing touched the cupcakes. They were inside of plastic, inside of a tied paper, inside of a tied plastic bag. I mean, technically, I could just take these back and put, I mean, this the, and, uh, and there was another voice in my head that goes, did you just take the lid off of a trash can? I know the t- cupcakes are technically clean, but from a psychological standpoint, you open up a trash can and you actually are considering eating cupcakes from a trash can and I put the lid back on and I walked back into the house and I sat down and I tried to watch something and I could not stop thinking about the damn cupcakes went back out went through the whole thing I literally four or five times the same thing taking the lid off holding them in hand looking at them no 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 putting them back in I did that four or five times and then I said I I gotta I gotta put an end to this I gotta stop this I gotta take the decision away from myself right now because I know if I keep doing this, I'm there's a I may actually open that thing up and eat it. It's like when you would if you're if you're a guy and there's a there's a lady that you know is extremely attractive to you and you know she's interested and you're in a relationship and my relationship should have been me improving my health. That was the date. That was my steady girlfriend was me trying to improve my health. But I kept looking at this hot girl called the cupcake, the trash can cupcake, and I knew I should not eat it. But I was thinking, if I kept if I keep walking to that trash can, it's going to happen. 
And I've been in the situation where there was a girl that was all up in my face when I was dating a girl. And I thought she was extremely attractive, but I'd never cheat. But she kept getting in my face. And I started noticing. I started making excuses to be around her. Now, my, and I'm going, wait a second. This is just not right. Even if, even though I'm not going to do anything, I can't keep playing with fire like this. I don't know. Because even if I do any, don't, don't do anything and it looks like I did something, I'm going to get in trouble. So on the eighth time I went to the trash can, yes, I went there seven other times. I took the cupcake out, I put him on the floor, and I stomped him. I stomped him and stomped him and stomped him. Opened up the bag, kicked some dirt from, I literally kicked some dirt into the cupcakes, closed the container again, and stomped him again. Now there's no way I'm going to eat them. <laughs> and I tied it back up and threw it back in the trash can and stopped thinking about them. And that was the last time I allowed something like that to control me. And that's why that led to the story. That's why when uh, I went to that gig with that dude and I stomped those cupcakes in that particular podcast episode, when I stomped the cupcakes, I made the mistake of not throwing dirt in there or making them disgusting. I just stomped them. But as it turns out, even in stomping those cupcakes in that podcast, when I talked about that, nothing actually touched the cupcakes except the container. So technically they were clean and that's why he ate them. Had I done what I did with myself, which was like throw garbage in there or dump them straight into the trash can, he wouldn't have eaten them. And I never forgot that. That was a, I was like, man, that was the first time I realized that something outside myself, if you don't, if you're not careful, if you're not thinking clearly, it can control you. These are absolutely true things that actually happen to me. Yes, when I do these stories and I talk about things that happen to me, sometimes I embellish. And obviously, some like uh, you know, when I do the road story or the or the, or the cat story, when I did my my most popular episode, the cat trying to kill people. Obviously, those are I wrote those stories or or ad lib those stories. Obviously, but as far as me ordering that pizza and running around the house, missioning impossible, don't like turn off the phone. Order the pizza, dun, 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 eat the pizza, drink the soda, eat the McDonald's. Those are true stories. And so is me with those damn cupcakes. True story. So to answer your question, and I won't use your name, obviously, and thank you for writing me. Yes, that was an absolute true story. And what I just told you right now <laughs> was the reason I felt comfortable telling that story. And quite frankly, I should have told this story first, but I wanted to tell that story because that story was actually funnier than this story which was pretty pretty embarrassing and pathetic on my part <laughs> but i've moved so far beyond that that it's not a big deal but uh yeah that actually happened and yeah what i just told you actually happened so yes it was a true story just to let you know question segment where i answer a, a listener question over well, folks, thank you very, very much. This has been episode number 171 of the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says, starring yours truly, S. Anthony Thomas. I want to thank you very, very much once again for 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 showing so much love to last week's episode and, uh, you know, bringing so many so many new people and for all the, the kind emails at uh, the S. Anthony Says podcast at Gmail dot com. Please follow me at on Twitter at at S. Anthony Thomas and also follow the show's Twitter at at S. Anthony Says. Uh, if you want to, if you like listening to the show, and I hope you do, and I hope you listen to this show, the future shows, and go back through the archive and listen to some of that old greatness. I want to thank you for that. If you do, um, I'm also. Uh, you can listen to me on Stitcher Radio. I'm on TuneIn Radio. I'm, of course, you can listen to me and subscribe to me and give me five star ratings, you bastards, on uh, <laughs> on iTunes. Um, 
it's been a really good week and it's been it's been a good year and change it'll be two years in october near the end of october and it's been a wonderful ride um because i've met a lot of really cool people via twitter and facebook and i've been on a lot of cool people's shows and uh gotten a lot of kindness from you guys who listen to the show and like it and i want to thank you for that uh until next time my friends when we do one number 172 this is number 171 i want to thank you from the bottom of my heart i am s anthony thomas and you are the coolest bastards on the planet much love to you all i will see you next week s anthony out Yeah.